In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this great feast of the Assumption of our Blessed Mother, that we are gathered in this church to remember and to thank you for all the blessings that you've given us this week. Lord, we present all of our blessings and graces to you, as well as all of our struggles and our weaknesses, and we ask our Blessed Mother on this great feast day to protect us, to protect all of the marriages in this church, all the relationships, to protect all of you and your families from all evil and division, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the Feast of the Assumption, where we remember, as Catholics, we celebrate today the day that Mary was assumed into heaven, the day that God took our Blessed Mother from this earth and raised her up to heaven with Him and His Son, Jesus Christ, and her Son. And so today we celebrate this great queen. Her name is not Beyonce, her name is Mother Mary. And we celebrate this beautiful, beautiful feast of this great queen, this great blessed mother who's our mother too. Jesus says in the gospel so beautifully. Some people might think that when people come to Jesus and they say, your mother and your brothers are standing outside. And Jesus is saying, well, my mother and my brother are those who do my will. Jesus is not saying that his mother is not important. But he's really raising his mother up because there's no one who did the will of God better than Mary. There's no one that followed God better than Mary. Now, sometimes it can be hard for people to look towards Mary or to ask for her help or ask for her intercession. If you're a khaltu, it's easy for you. You worship Mary, right? But for a lot of people, we kind of misunderstand who Mary is. And in America, especially with Protestantism, you know, where Protestants are very big on, oh, well, you Catholics, you worship Mary. What's important to understand is that we don't worship Mary. We honor her. People will say, well, why do you have statues and why do you have pictures to our Blessed Mother, to your mother and to Mary? Aren't you worshiping her if you have a statue of her? If in Washington, D.C., we can have statues of Abraham Lincoln and George Washington, and we can honor them, and we can go to their monuments and go before these big statues of these presidents, and in our pockets we carry cash, with pictures of our presidents, then why cannot we have a picture and a statue of someone who's even greater than any president, of our Blessed Mother? We honor her. We honor her because of who she is. Now Jesus says in the Gospel, Blessed are those who hear the Word of God and keep it. Hear the Word of God and keep it. In the Greek, to keep comes from the word philoso, which means to keep the word of God from being snatched away, to guard the word of God, to protect the word of God. And I think today more than ever do we need to do that. 
It's very easy for God and for our faith to be snatched away from us. And so that's why it's important that today we guard what's been given to us. We protect what's been given to us. Now, there's no one who protects us more than our Blessed Mother. She is the queen. She is the one who protects us, who guards us. St. Paul says that God will crush Satan under your feet. There's a beautiful statue, and this statue right here, if you look at it, it's called the Our Lady of Grace statue, and Mary is stepping on the serpent, which represents the devil. So Mary literally crushes the head of the devil, crushes the head of the serpent. No one protects and guards us more than her. Because the devil is so utterly afraid of her. He's afraid of Mary. Because she was the only human that he could not get to. Think of our lives, right? How many times do we fall into sin? How many times do we give into temptation? Mary was the only one that the devil could not tempt. That the devil could not make sin. So he's afraid of her. There is an exorcist named Father Gabriel Amort, and he was the chief exorcist in Rome. And during an exorcism, the devil spoke to this priest. And the devil said to the priest, if Christians knew how powerful Mary was, it would be the end of my existence. Mary, every time we pray the Hail Mary, the saints tell us that the floors of hell shake. Every time we pray a Hail Mary, the floors of hell shake because of how afraid of Mary they are. They are afraid of her. Genesis 3.15 is called the first gospel. And it happens right after Adam and Eve just fell. They ate from the tree, they ate from the fruit that God told them not to eat from. And God comes and he talks to the serpent. God talks to the devil and he says, your head will be bruised from this woman. She will stomp on you. God told us that Mary will destroy the devil. So I think there's two things that we need to ask our Blessed Mother to protect and to guard. One is our faith, and the second thing is our purity. Faith and purity. And I think these are two things that our Blessed Mother really cares about. Faith. Mary never asked why. Mary never doubted God. Think about it. She was a teenager, right? And an angel appears to a teenager and tells this teenager that you are going to bear the Son of God. You are going to be the mother of the Son of God. He is going to be the Savior of the world. And even though you haven't had relations with man, this is going to happen. Can you imagine if that happened to a teenager today? They can barely handle someone unfollowing them from Instagram, okay? And an angel appears to her and tells her that. Her entire life is about to change. And then she comes and brings this child. She brings Jesus to life. And then they find out that people want to kill Jesus. Could you imagine giving birth 
and then an angel appears to you and tells you they're coming to kill this child. They had to flee to Egypt, to a different country. They didn't have Mercedes back then, okay? They had donkeys. So they had to travel on foot all the way to Egypt to run away from the people that were coming to kill Jesus. Herod had every single child, I believe it was two years and under, killed in Bethlehem. And they fled because they knew that. Now Mary had all of these sufferings, all of these struggles, and she never once asked why. Sometimes when we go through the simplest struggle, we, we want to doubt God and question Him and blame Him and be angry with Him. But our Blessed Mother stood right beneath the cross and watched her son be crucified, and she never asked why. So we need Mary to guard our faith to guard us in our struggles, to guard us in our weaknesses. Two, we need Mary for our purity. Everything today is sexualized in our world. You can't watch a TV show. You can't watch a movie. You can't pass a billboard without something right in your face. We need Mary to guard our purity, to guard our hearts. She is the pure, blessed Virgin Mary. We need to ask her to bless us and to bless our purity. When she appeared to the children of Fatima, she told them, Mary told them, that the sin that sends people most to hell are the sins of the flesh, the sins of impurity. We need Mary for our purity. Now, how can we do this, right? How can we go to our Blessed Mother? I think the number one way, and that's really important, is through the rosary. Pray the rosary, pray the rosary, pray the rosary. This is so important. It is so powerful. The rosary is so powerful. Take it off of your mirror. Take it away from wherever it is. Hold it. If you're a keldo cuz and you got it tattooed on your neck, you can pray it on your neck too. Stand in front of a mirror, okay? <laughs> pray the rosary, pray the rosary. There's so much power in the rosary that our Blessed Mother gives us. And people will think, well, it's too long, right? It's literally 17 minutes. If we can spend hours and hours and hours on our phones, how can we not give 17 minutes to God? One of the most beautiful ways I heard the rosary explained is, the rosary is the life of Jesus through the eyes of Mary. The life of Jesus through the eyes of Mary. And when we pray the rosary, we're invited to meditate on the life of Christ through the way our Blessed Mother saw it. When I was younger, I used to have a, in my room, I had my dresser, and I was always a khaltu at heart, so I had all of my pictures and statues and everything on this dresser. It was like my own little altar to God in my room. And I remember, I never really used to pray the rosary. I actually didn't really pray the rosary until I entered seminary. And so I was sitting one day in my room and I'd always pray in front of this little space that I made. And I had this holy water bottle of Mary. We all have it. Some of them are like glow in the dark at night, right? And so I always had it and I would always look at it and I would always pray and ask our Blessed Mother to help me, ask the Lord to help me. And so one day I'm standing in front of my dresser and I see the holy water bottle 
and I close my eyes just to pray for a little bit, and when I open it, the holy water bottle of Mary is turned away from me. I didn't run out of my room, okay? <laughs> but I heard Mary say very clearly to me, when, she, when I saw the water bottle turn, I heard her say very clearly, my son, you need to pray the rosary. And on that day, I promised her. I said, Mary, one day I'm going to pray the rosary every day. I promise you one day I will pray it. But I was so stuck in my ways that I couldn't actually promise her in that moment to pray it every day. And it wasn't until seminary. I entered seminary and they had us start praying the rosary every day and it literally changed my life. When I started to pray the rosary every day, I could literally feel Mary next to me. I remember going to sleep and it was like I felt her standing next to me, protecting me, guarding me. Just this past March, I was on retreat and this retreat place is kind of like in the woods, in the forest, it's like a campground and I was staying in a house. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when we give God time, like if we come to church or we go to the chapel, sometimes we feel this feeling like we don't want to be in church. We don't want to be in the chapel. And sometimes we have this temptation just to leave. Get out of the chapel, get out of the church. And I really think that's from the devil. So this past March I was on retreat and for some reason I had that feeling when I was on this retreat. This feeling just to leave, end the retreat early. And I was staying in this house and for some reason something just felt so evil there. Something felt so evil in this house. And I was actually scared for the first time in my life. I was the only person at this place so it was very, very creepy, and it literally looked like a horror story, okay? And it felt so evil to the point that I started praying exorcism prayers, I started blessing the house, and some crazy stuff, and it was just weird. It was very weird. But I knew it was because the devil did not want me to be on retreat. I knew the devil did not want me to pray and to spend that time with God. But for some reason, that evil was still there. I celebrated Mass, I prayed prayers, I did everything. But it wasn't until I prayed the Rosary. I prayed the Rosary and all of a sudden I was at peace. The whole place was at peace. That feeling was gone. My brothers and sisters, we need to trust in our Blessed Mother. We need to run to her and we need to ask for her help. The devil is so terrified of her because of how holy she is, how perfect she is. And so to honor her, today, after Mass, we're going to have a procession to the grotto. And I want to invite you to join us, to walk to the grotto with us, and to honor her with us, to ask for her help in any way that you need it. Mary is powerful and she's willing to do it because we are all of her sons and daughters. Amen. Amen.